Welcome, you're listening to Sansish. Where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine. To become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Erin O'Dowd. Welcome, everybody. This is Aaron O'Dowd from Sansiche. Today we have Doug DeLong. He has written two books, Past Lives for Beginners and Ancient Healing Technologies. He has a school called the Mystery School where he teaches people different modalities. A few months ago, I discovered Doug on the You Are What You Love show by Vaishali on Contact Talk Radio. And I was mesmerized with the information, the knowledge, the experiences and the stories that Doug was giving on the show. So, welcome to the show, Doug. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you on and uh, hear your stories and experiences. Okay, sounds good. Where did this start off, Doug? Where did the, the journey or adventure begin? Well, I used to be in the Angels and Spirit Guides when I was a kid. And I had a lot of studies. And then I went to death experience, which uh, when I was 19. And it helped open me up more. And I ended up going up to heaven. And just on the edges of it, and had two angels holding me back and told me I had to go back down to earth. It wasn't my time to go yet, so. And that's how I got it out. I did a lot of studies, did a lot of research and stuff, and sort of developed my abilities and developed courses, and I did three books, actually. Past Lives for the Gears, which was my first one, ancient healing techniques, and my newest one, which came out a year ago, was Past Lives for the Gears, which is doing quite well. And my books are on several languages. My wife and I teach classes, and we do phone sessions, and all sorts of new things. After that experience of having a near-death experience, explain to us what the process happens. How, do, how does someone go through it and know when they have experienced it or not? Well, for me, when I had the near-death experience, it was quite uh, vivid. I was floating out of my body in the hospital and I went up. I still heading towards heaven. I had two angels and children. They white lights on me. Told me it wasn't my time to go, and I went back in. And then I started getting back into uh, spirituality and metaphysics, and I studied as much as I could, and I just opened up my gifts and just let things flow the way they were supposed to. Your book, Past Life for Beginners, explain to us how that began and how the idea formed. Well, I uh, probably regressed to uh, over 2,000 people through the years, and I've done sessions. Groups of people as well. And uh, so I read some stuff, and I uh, got all the books written, and I contacted my publicist, and she wanted me to uh, get it all done up. So I called the book form, sent it to her, and they liked it, and did some editing, and got it all done. And it has um, techniques in there which I use in my other two books to help you open up your psychic and spiritual abilities. And also, uh, I've got some exercises or some. Uh, Angel meetings in there, and uh, clients have actually met angels, helped them, and a lot of them have astral traveled, slipped out of the body, got up to the heavenly fields, and got some information. I have a lot of astral or uh, reincarnation stories in there. My clients 
I've read the book and it's an amazing book. If anyone is wants to know about past live experiences, uh, go to Doug's website or check out Amazon. Um, Doug, your second book, Ancient Healing Techniques, um, what, how did that come and explain a bit about it? Well, that was the second book, sort of a sequel to Ancient Teachers for Beginners. And I teach people to use these techniques of healing in their, uh, their own businesses. If someone's a waking master or a massage therapist or a counselor, they can take a lot of those techniques and use them. And one of them has really work with people's chakras and the energy up and down through the body, getting them all open up. Awesome. So let's see our and uh, one of the things there that has some advanced uh, astral travel training in one of the chapters shows how they actually develop their abilities to be able to leave the purpose of the form of the and access information there. If you've got a headache, uh, you can do techniques to help yourself. Or someone else has a headache, even a migraine, there's a couple of headache removal techniques in there that you can use on yourself or friends or relatives. It's really cool technique and works quite well. Which are your favorite techniques from that book that you do you use regularly or on clients? Uh, the way I use the most is a nature. I mean, I've directed towards clients or a bunch of people in the room teaching the class. The nature on the crown and third eye, helping them open up their abilities. You know, a lot of people will feel tingling on their head, lightheadedness, and as the crown opens up in the third eye, and in fact, the pain of the two tear glands inside the brain, and then the energy starts to flow up and down to the body, so it's really cool. Is the main chant a particular name in English, or is it ancient Egypt, or where did it come from? Well, the main chant, only is like the month of May, but it's originally based on the Ancient Egyptians used it in mystery schools and healing temples. They used it for initiations, other people open up their crowns and their third eye chakras and just to develop their abilities. And when I do it, there's um, YouTube, there's, uh, I have a YouTube May chat. A lot of people listen to it on a regular basis and it's uh, really cool. Uh, people go on to it all the time. It's about 10 minute uh, meditation. I give a main shot, and then I guide people through to feel the energy flowing up and down through the body, through the chakras. Your mystery schools, explain to us how that came about and how you teach people and what therapies you teach. Okay, well, her parent teaches working classes, and she does working sessions as well. We both do distancing, some of the forms from, uh, say, uh, California or someplace, on a session, so we'll do energy sending it out to them and asking for the guides and angels to help them, so we'll do that. I also do phone sessions, uh, past life therapy um, sessions, or spiritual counseling or teaching, and we do that in person with people. We also teach classes, healing techniques, uh, level one class and level two class, and sometimes we'll do seminars and book signings. We like to travel all over, uh, particularly in North America, to do a lot of the work. The ancient Egyptians, do they use mystery schools, or is this just a new development or an old uh, method? Well, they use the abilities. They have mystery schools and healing temples. And a lot of them will be in places like Karnak in Egypt. When you go there, there's a huge complex where all these uh, rooms. It's a really cool place. And they had some of their um, 
uh, what do you call it there, their initiations, uh, the high priest would gather a bunch of clients of students around them, and there was a link there, and they would do uh, special uh, meditations and uh, rituals there, and developing people. And also a lot of healing temples, they would be working at opening up the crown and the third eye chakra, and teaching people how to become healers, working with energy, being able to see or sense the aura, and doing all sorts of incredible work. Do you guys do any of the um, initiations from the ancient Egyptian uh, temples or anything like that? Uh, we do it in person where sometimes we want a moment quiet. I'll do that a lot. Or if someone phones me as a phone session, it doesn't matter where they are. A lot of people find the phone session just as effective as it is for a person being right in front of me. So it's really cool that I do that. And uh, as I said, I've got a new chat. Uh, on YouTube that a lot of people listen to. And all these techniques are described uh, in great detail in all three of my books. Astral traveling, can you explain a bit about how it happens and what occurs? Well, in astral travel, it's very great. They go with the moral idea. You fall asleep and your soul slips out of your body and you start the solar astral travel over the place. And you have Loved ones have passed over, going in the healing gardens, going into the universal library, and the Akashic records for all your soul records are stored. And you can also travel around the world, visit people you know, even do healing work in individuals. So there's so much you can do when you're in astral form. And can people experience the healings while you're giving them through astral body? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a form of healing I do. I teach people how to do that as well. Where you can in your cell phone go out and lay your hands onto a person and send healing energy in. So in the cell phone, you're actually sending it in and you can feel your soul in your hands going into the person inside and doing the healing work. And I've done it several times. It's really cool. Some people actually feel it when you're working on them. They feel the presence or feel the energy or something going on. So it's really cool when that happens. The Akashi Records explain a bit that, about that. You, uh people may not know about. Well, the of records or you know, the Universal Library when in the store, you can go up there and actually come into this place like a huge library and you can access your own soul records, go open up in a huge ancient book and see who you run past lives and get all sorts of information. Even we talk so much up there, you can see things and get answers. And from there, close by, there's, uh, there's the uh, teaching centers that they have up there too so it's quite a quite a system can i remember those records after a while or are they just um some people do you know when i work with a person that's coming from past life session oftentimes they'll have a they'll listen up to the kashuk records and they'll step in there and they'll see their books and they'll pick up the past life information and a lot of people really remember that and that's how some people get their past life uh recall is by going to the Akashic records and opening up their soul records and looking at it. So it's really cool when that happens. And when that's done, how does the human body um, know that that's a memory or an Akashic record being occurred? Well, it makes sense to them perfectly. They feel very comfortable. They can see themselves, see someone in this lifetime back then, and get explanations why they're seeing their past life, and be able to just understand and comprehend things a whole lot better. You talk about mystery schools um, in ancient Egypt. I'm wondering, did Pythagoras' theorem make them, or were they brought down, or temples, or, or what? Um, did he have any influence in those areas? 
Well, a lot of them actually, uh, ancient Egyptians had connections to Atlantis. In Atlantis, uh, they came over into Egypt and started the mystery schools and developed one of the buildings. And they worked with a lot of people there, so it goes way back that far. Do you think Jesus Christ uh, discovered information from the mystery school as well? Oh, yeah. He, uh, he was studying there. He went to Egypt. He had a lot of teachings, he had a lot of world masters teaching bonhors and chakras and working with energy and developed a lot of abilities in his healing. He was always a natural healer, he was able to develop and make it even stronger. And then he taught a lot of his own students, both males and females, in techniques. So it's really cool when he was able to do that. In your, in your book you talk about chakras. Can you explain a bit about what a chakra is? Okay, a chakra is an energy center. You have your body, and you have your endocrine glands, your system body, and attached to that, on a higher level, there are these chakras. There's seven major chakras. One in the crown, one in the third eye, four, one in the throat, there's a big one in your heart, one in the center of your circle, and the base chakra down below there. And these seven chakras are connected to the glands, connected to the aura that you have around you. And when you work with your chakras, you can get the energy flowing up and down to the body and actually feel it. It's really, really cool. Is there a particular chakra you like working with um, yourself? Excuse me, my crown chakra, like the one I want to work with, and the heart chakra. When you open up the heart, you get that warm, loving feeling and get love flowing across. Really cool Your new book, Doug, um, is it out or is it um, about to come out? Or? Okay, it's been out for about a year and it's now out in French, apparently. It's a French publishing. You know, it was in Polish too. But uh, you can get it on Amazon, Barnes and & Noble, and just go online and buy it. And I do have some available here. People sometimes will order them in for me and sign them and mail them out to people. So we have them here, you can get them anywhere on online, I'll just go into some bookstores that carry them too. Are particular glands influenced by the smells that we create, that we smell in through our nose? Does that help the chakras? Oh, uh, the smell is probably the strongest uh, psychic sense that we have. And we smell certain smells that can trigger memories of past lives, certain feelings, the left of the crown, the third eye chakras which are attached to the pain and pituitary glands, you need to release certain types of secretions or chemicals to make you feel better. So there's only so many wonderful things that can unfold. So working with uh, smells, incense, uh, the therapy is great. In our last call with Doug, we were talking about the human growth hormone. You said it was the death hormone. Can you just explain that again? Yeah, as you get older, around 35, you start uh, stop uh, releasing a certain type of secretion. Um, it's a human growth hormone. And as that happens, the glands inside the body start to become more balanced, and the aging process speeds up. And then what goes on in certain parts of the brain, and the base of the uh, brain and the spine, we're releasing death hormones, which speed up the aging process. But when you do a uh, May chant, so you die, like I've got my book on YouTube chant, it'll uh, open up and allow human growth hormone in parts of the brain to be released which will help the balance of glands and slow down the aging process and seems to stave off the effects of the death hormone. 
Can you explain the death process? How it happens? How do we die? Do we reincarnate, or what happens? Well, when you die, it's much the same as falling asleep. Your soul just steps out of your body, and the energy that surrounds you that maintains the soul within the body starts to dissipate as it gets less and less. Suddenly, there isn't anything that can keep your soul within your body, and you slip out your full rhythm, and eventually you work your way up into the enemy fields. And you'll be up there for a while, you'll be learning, having uh, angels talking to you, other ones, and just healing. And then when you're ready, you'll talk to these. Uh, like a council up there, angels and guides will pick out where you're going to go to to find for your best uh, spiritual growth. Uh, what country, what you man or woman, and what, who your parents will be, and then you'll come back down into the body of a little baby and start the process all over again. So it's a really cool experience. When we die and born, what time span is that? Is this? Well, it music talks about. Uh, about three days for the soul before you leave the physical body. So when you die, you'll slip out and there'll be soul essence of energy left. And it usually takes up to three days for the soul to completely slip out. And when your funeral's going on, your uh, celebration of life, you probably record will be there, floating, watching the path, and having an angel with them. And then after it's over, the person will be in the soul and just the plant and field. And they will come back off and on and visit relatives and friends. And eventually, when you're ready, they will reincarnate into another being and start the process over again. And then you get more and more about them to do. Eventually, you'll become uh, ascended enough that you no longer have to come back to the physical. Wow, is that when the person becomes enlightened? Is that when they get to that stage, they don't have to come back? Yeah, exactly. You become very enlightened. And as you become very enlightened, you make this your last lifetime on the planet, have great spiritual growth. Or you'll get to the point where you no longer have to come back because you developed all these gifts. How does a, a person know when they're about to die or the, starting the death process? Well, they get a sense of knowing it's time to go to start floating in and out of their body. They're up to the enemy fields, they can feel the presence of one woman that's passed over coming to tip them over. And then the angels themselves will be with them helping them. So there's no technically time span that a person will say at this period of time I know no. I just basically happens when it's supposed to the death process is, is very easy. It's um, it's uh, just a natural process. Sometimes the pain is suffering before death is the problem. But when someone actually passes over there's there's no problem. It's a very easy it's like falling asleep. Is that the same with meditation? When you decide to meditate, you you enter that sleep stage? Yeah, you can do the meditations. The ones that I've gotten the book and the YouTube main chant meditation. And as you meditate, uh, you can start the astral travel more, start feeling energy flowing up and down through your body. You might start feeling a lot of energy on the top of your head and around your head, tingling sensations. And that'll be your crown of being up. And here is your brain as you start to develop more of your gifts and more of your abilities. So it's a really cool thing to happen. Doug, we're, we're coming to um, time of the call. I'm just wondering, is there anything that you would like to offer to the audience or something you feel that is important? If anybody's interested in the session, as I said, a lot of people get as much out of the phone sessions as they do in person. You can contact me at DouglasDowan.com. That's my website. Or you can go to the email me at mysteryschool.com at saskpal.net 
and contact me. I do sell books online here, and I do do phone sessions, and my wife and I do distance healing for people all over the world. So if anybody wants to contact us, we're buying books, we're here, and we can help them. That's brilliant, Doug. Thank you very much for com- coming on to the, the show and share your information. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansish.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansish Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.